This is MJ. Welcome to another episode of King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. I'm talking about G Gundam episode 39 this time. The uh, title of this episode, pulled from a quote from this episode, is The Final Sunset of Humanity. And I want to get a little dark and dreary and then uh, maybe circle back to the fun that is Mobile Fighter G Gundam, one of my favorite anime of all time. And uh, there's a scene in this episode. By the way, this is going to be more of a... Uh, image-heavy episode on the YouTube. Uh, For those of you who don't know, this show is available both in audio-only form um, with, uh, well, audio-only form and video form, and I supply both, uh, links to both on the show notes on the the post where I release this on mgmunios.com. You can go to mgmunios.com slash khqs or or type in the search bar khqs and you will see... um, the feed for King Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. It's also in the menu. You can look for podcasts and see all the other stuff I do, plus this show, King Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. Anyway, um, but it's going to be kind of heavy, uh, heavily dependent upon the screen grabs that I took while I was watching the episode because um, they were all... Uh, all the images that I grabbed were either cool or felt very poignant to me, and I selected them for that reason. So you're probably going to want to check them. I'll give a tiny tiny description of them as I'm talking about them throughout the episode. But um, this is probably what I remember most of Mobile Fighter Gundam. When I think back on the show or before I watched it, this is my second time watching it in like six months. I, I blew through it uh, in like a couple weeks, um, or maybe a week, I don't remember. And then I decided to watch it. Um, I decided to watch it again. And no, it's actually been a year. Um, but regardless, uh, this is the era of the show that I think of. This is what I think of as Mobile Fighter Gundam. I, well, I think about the romance between Rain and Domun, and then um, the decrepit, destroyed city that we see. You know, Neo Hong Kong in splendor and squalor, um, and, and uh, that splendor is you know put up front, and the squalor and the destruction um, where nobody lives anymore. It doesn't even appear to be supporting animal life anymore. Um, that's what I think of when I think of the show, and uh, it really resonates with me. And actually, that's going to be built upon later in a uh, in a later episode or like the final episode. I can't remember. Anyway, so I won't get into it too much here. Um, but suffice it to say, uh, this really gels for me. This really clicks because um, the fact that the Gundam fight is an alternative to war uh, is appealing to me because uh, I'm a peacenik, but the consequences of the Gundam fight being the alternative to war that has been chosen by the people in this world, um, it's not good, necessarily. Or it's still imperfect. Um, you shouldn't let the uh, perfect, or the, the, what is it? The good be the innocent of the, the enemy of the perfect? Is that how it goes? I don't remember. But just because something isn't 100% what you want it to be doesn't mean it's not better than your current situation or, or you know, than another thing. And you shouldn't let... Um, the perfect be the enemy of the good. There, that's how it goes. Anyway, um, so anyway, sorry, I feel like I'm kind of droning on, but I will get to the uh, the first big image of this episode and talk about what made it a, a big deal to me. Alan B. Beardsley has been abducted. Domoon trusted Rain, uh, who's a engineer, uh, you know, gunfighter, <laughs> doctor, mechanic, all sorts of things. He trusted her. I don't know if I said physician as well, to watch over Rain, who was injured while Doman went to save, or, or help Argo save um, Andrew Graham. And Rain failed to do that because when they arrive at the hospital and they hear about the extent of Graham's injuries, it turns out that 
Allenby is not there at all. Doman is so incensed by this that he yells at Rain. He tells her that he, like, he basically says, like, what kind of a doctor are you? Is this the kind of commitment you have to your patients or to someone under your care? You don't deserve to be my crew member. And he says, I'm going to go look for Allenby on my own. I'm going to find her on my own. Um, I think I'll be better off on my own. And when Rain runs to him, he turns around and he smacks her. He hits her. He knocks her down. And Argo... Um, goes to help her, to comfort her, whatever, to, to help her. And he kind of calls out to Domun. Uh, he doesn't know what to say. So all he says is, Domun. And then Domun storm, storms off. Now this reminds me of uh, one of the most poignant, but, you know, unfortunately placed uh, things in Spider-Man 3, which is, I contend, a great movie. Uh, Peter hits Mary Jane when he uh, means to hit somebody else or, or doesn't necessarily intend to be hitting her because he's angry and, you know, the effects of the symbiote and whatever. But Domu is enraged here because, you know, his friend and ally, someone who's trained with him, who's tried to help him so much, has been lost and, and he doesn't know uh, who has her or what their intentions are. And he really just flies off and, and you know, knocks Rain over. And it's uh, it's a really serious, weighty thing that, um, ends up being in the show, and I wonder, uh, something I didn't write down, unfortunately, is Master Asia, towards the end of the episode, says something along the lines of, humans are despicable, disgusting creatures, and, uh, like, we don't need them, or uh, they don't deserve to live. And I think Domun is exhibiting some of the worst qualities of people uh, in this scene, and I feel like it was plotted out this way um, to give credence to what Master Asia had to say. And I feel like it's really impressive writing, especially for a kid's show about dumb giant robots fighting each other in a fake war um, that is a battle tournament. Um, anyway, I think the show intends for us to circle back to that. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to circle back to it. Um, so there's some heavy stuff, uh, some lighter things. There's some really great cinematography. I, uh, I need to look up who the director is and see if there was a main director or if, if maybe the show, because it's animation, more of it was told in, told in storyboards or told, set up, constructed, however you want to frame that, in storyboards or, or what, because I really love, again, this is like a dumb kid show to some extent, but it also has like great cinematography and great direction. And there's this really great shot of Wong and um, Master Asia talking uh, in Wong's office. You know, Master Asia's you know, not happy with what Wong's doing, but it's just such a great scene. It has great scale. Um, they're above us. It's kind of imposing. Uh, I mean, not imposing, but it just gives you like a sense of grandeur and scale. Um, Another, this is kind of funny and kind of cool. There's a scene where Domun and Master are trying to escape from this underground tunnel, and uh, Master's <laughs> waistband cloth or whatever stretches to like, uh, gosh, what is that? 30 feet? 20 feet, maybe. 20 feet long, and uh, Domun is holding it. Uh, he's at the top of this, um, this height, and Master's at the bottom, and he's holding it, and it the the show pauses on this uh scene of them i would just say what how i was able to grab the the image so easily and it almost feels like it's uh like representing the gulf in between them um like there's this distance between them that's that's not quite closable um or maybe it is and maybe that's what that rope 
or that cloth represents. Um, and it's interesting because we know that Domun can do the same thing that Master does with his headband. Uh, and, you know, it's a piece of cloth he has on him at all times as well. Uh, but, like, the, the staging where Domun's above and Master's below, and there's, like, this uncertainty. And, I mean, Domun even kind of jokes about, like, what if I get up there and I leave you all to yourself to die, basically. Um, and Master just kind of says, like, I don't know that he actually says, I trust that you won't, but his actions show that he trusts that Domun won't and that he can rely upon him in this instance, even though they are basically sworn enemies right now. And, uh, gosh, I don't know, it's so interesting and it's impactful and emotional and it, there's like depth and pathos to it, uh, even though it's just a scene of two guys trying to get out of a, an underground tunnel um, you know, and reach safety. But there's all this extra stuff to it, all these extra dimensions to it because of how well uh, crafted the, the story and characters are. So the last few things are just kind of ridiculous. Uh, there's this story about um, the Sekihata Gyokin being used on these wolves that were pursuing Domun, and it's just this giant hand that goes into air. And um, like this is the point where Jugendam uh, basically goes fully into ludicrous mode uh, where things just don't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense to think about them logically. It's all about the emotional impact of it. And one of those things is the Gundam head is like throwing a building at them. This feels like the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 and Domun and Master like punch and kick or kick and punch respectively a skyscraper and like move it up out of the way so that they can get free on the other side of the, the tunnel or whatever. And uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It looks cool. And it's a fun moment, but um, it's just so stupid, um, or so dumb, I should say, that you just have to roll with it. Um, and then I, the screen grab, it's Domun in, um, in his, you know, he's shining gold and uh, burning on him is hyper mode, and they're kind of superimposed on each other. I didn't mean to do that, but I felt it looked kind of cool. Um, and uh, it's him uh, going to use the Sekihaten Kyokin for the first time after learning it from Master and helping him to do it. Uh, the final image I have is Funsaiki getting his trace suit on and, or, you know, using the trace system because he's a horse who is inside of a Gundam. That's a horse. That is the legs or chariot or whatever for Master Gundam. And it's, it's just crazy, guys. It's just crazy. Anyway, and it's funny to me that, or it's interesting to me that, you know, I talked about the series tone and like borderline domestic violence type stuff earlier in the beginning of the episode. Um, and, uh, there's like master Asia's nihilism and stuff, and it's all mixed in with these crazier fantastical elements. And, uh, I really like how Jigundam does that. I like that it gives itself permission to be wacky and wild and crazy, and it does whatever it has to, to get a point to get across the point that it's trying to make. And uh, it's a good thing. Anyway, that's all I have to say for now. A uh, quick reminder, I'm making a big push to finish off uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Uh, this is episode 39. So hopefully within like two or three weeks, I'll be all done with the show and I'll be moving on to other projects. I'm going to be launching a channel talking about comics, uh, classic old comics. Um, my focus is kind of Spider-Man, but um, the more I look into it, the more I want to read like all of the early Marvel stuff. So we'll see how that goes, but, and I'll, you know, point to, um, you know, links to that stuff when I'm done, but you can definitely just find everything at my website, mjmunoz.com. So anyway, um, tell me what you think about the different tone shifts, uh, in the show and, uh, in G Gundam and, and I don't know, 
just uh, I, I'd like to know if you appreciate the silliness and the seriousness and the combination of the two of them as much as I do. So yeah, drop, drop a comment and, and tell me what you're thinking about this. Uh, well, about what I had to say earlier. Thanks. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work. Podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more. Plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash MJMunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.